Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. The upcoming vote on the so-called Respect for Marriage Act will be very close. We're going to be talking about it on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, the Democratic-led U.S. Senate leadership promised a vote on the Respect for Marriage Act, better named the Disrespect for Marriage Act. All 50 Senate Democrats and four Republicans are on board. The bill already passed the U.S. House. The Senate vote will be very, very close, but we can and we must stop this bill. You know, this is another example, Matt, why elections are so important. I mean, how could you say when you really, we start unpacking this more, the horrendous things that are involved here uh, against marriage? In fact, uh, this vote, they promised to bring it up on Thursday, so November the 17th. Mm -hmm. And the reason why they did it after the midterms is they were trying to get the votes before the midterms. But some people thought that it might be more politically charged, and so they paused it until after the midterms in order to get a few more votes. Now, they already have 54 votes. They've got 50 Democrats, all Democrats. They have four Republicans. They have 54 votes. They need 60 to overcome a filibuster. Mm. Now, one of the individuals, Democrat from Wisconsin, Tammy Baldwin, said that she has or she counts 60 votes. We don't know if that's true or not. But what we do know is they didn't have the 60 votes before the midterms. Will they have 60 votes after the midterms? The real issue will, will be whether or not your voice is strong enough. You can go to lcaction.org, and you'll see emails there regarding H.R. 8404, the Respect for Marriage Act. Go into those emails and send your faxes to the United States Senate regarding this particular bill. Contact your United States senators as well regarding this uh H.R. 8404. The vote will be exceptionally close. Like I said, they only need six more people. We already count firm 54 votes. Now, if they don't get 60 votes, they are also threatening to abolish the filibuster. The Senate has the 60-vote filibuster rule. You only need 51 votes to abolish the filibuster. They have 48 votes with Kamala Harris would be 49 votes. They need two more votes to agree to abolish the filibuster. Two of the Democrats that are for this so-called Respect for Marriage Act do not want to abolish the filibuster. That's what they've said. Um, one of those is Joe Manchin. The other is Cinema from Arizona. But Joe Manchin has been known to flip based upon pressure at the very last minute on very critical votes, so we can't truly trust him. There are two Republicans that are in favor, uh, which would be Collins from Maine and Murkowski from Alaska, but they said that they were not in favor of abolishing the filibuster. However, if this is the only way they can get this bill and also the abortion bill, which these same characters are on board for the abortion bill, 
there is a possibility that they would vote to abolish the filibuster, and they only need 51 votes. All they need now is two more senators to sign on to get to 50. They have 48 right now. Kamala Harris said she looks forward to breaking the tie to abolish the filibuster. She would be the tiebreaker to abolish the filibuster. What that would do is mean that they only need 51 votes, which they have those votes to pass the Respect for Marriage Act. They would also only need 51 votes to pass this abortion bill that would impose abortion nine months on all the states and territories and so many other things, the Equality Act and so forth and so on. And so much awful legislation would be flowing out of the United States Senate that's already been passed in the U.S. House. You know, Matt, this is not only blasphemous against God's creation of marriage, but it impacts a whole nother evil agenda. I mean, you're talking about same-sex marriage, child-bride marriages, polygamy, polyamory. I mean, it just, it continues to get worse. And I can't imagine just allowing this in our country. You know, this bill on this so-called Disrespect for Marriage Act, or as it's named, Respect for Marriage Act, but more properly understood as the Disrespect for Marriage Act, here's what it would do. It would impose same-sex marriage on the entire nation. Now, I know we already have the 2015 Obergefell decision, but this would be a federal law that would impose it, and the implications would be staggering, far beyond a Supreme Court 5-4 decision from 2015. So that would codify same-sex marriage if and when Obergefell is overturned, right? Right. It would codify it even if Obergefell is overturned at some point in the future. Moreover, it sets a public policy standard, meaning that it sets a baseline, and then from that, lots of other laws would be impacted. It would impact the situation of Kim Davis. For example, Kim Davis in Kentucky received a religious accommodation by the legislature, unanimously passed by the Republicans and Democrats in Kentucky to grant religious accommodation to people that oppose same-sex marriage in their clerk positions. They have an option to opt out. That would be overridden, so people like Kim Davis and others would no longer have religious freedom. Moreover, you have the bakers and the florist and the website makers you have the 303 Creative that's going to be coming up for argument in the U.S. Supreme Court later this year. We're filing an amicus brief or have filed an amicus brief on that case. You have the T-shirt makers, the others that are being targeted for their religious views on marriage. All of that would set a baseline public policy that would negatively affect all these artistic individuals whether you're a website designer, a photographer, or a cake maker, or a florist, whatever you might be, t-shirt maker, whatever it might be, you would be in the crosshairs. There's no religious accommodation for this particular bill. Beyond same-sex marriage and the implications that that causes and the policy that it would generate that would essentially say that gender is irrelevant in a very gender-based human relationship, the implications of that are significant from a federal public policy standpoint. You think about gender being irrelevant, well, where else would that ultimately be manifested? Use of facilities, restrooms, bathrooms, shower rooms, locker rooms, sports. If gender is irrelevant in a very gender-based relationship, then it would be irrelevant in other gender-obvious scenarios, such as women's sports and so forth. This is like Sodom and Gomorrah on steroids. Yes, and then beyond that, you have the child brides. Well, how do you have the child brides? Well, because 
the state, the law says that one state, and it's not limited to same-sex marriage, their marriage laws have to be recognized by all the other states and territories. And it's not limited in the law to just same-sex marriage. In fact, it would be redundant. If same-sex marriage was a federal law, you wouldn't have to tell other states that you have to recognize it because it's a federal law. It's obvious. So there's a provision in here that says essentially one state law on marriage has to be recognized by other states. Well, what are some of the other state laws? They're involving age limits. California has no age limit. You can marry someone as young as 12 or 11. There's no age limit. Louisiana has had no age limit. Florida had no age limit for some time. But what happened in Florida is a girl that was part of a child bride marriage and was abused in this underage marriage and ultimately fled the home after she became age 18, she lobbied the legislature and they imposed an age limit. Most states have age limits, but some states do not. So, for example, these child bride situations, you'll have girls, and it used to be only girls, now it's boys, that are sexually molested, then they're forced into these marriages. You have cults that are giving their kids away at very young ages to be married. There are over 200,000 estimated, nearly 300,000 estimated child brides in the United States. Their stories are horrible. This is demonic, Matt. And people can speak up. We have a petition, don't we? We have. You can go to lcaction.org and find one of the emails right there on that webpage and then issue your petition and fax. Do it immediately because time is of the essence. The vote is coming up this week. Mm-hmm. This also opens the door for polygamy and even... The proponents of this, Senators Tammy Baldwin, Democrat from Wisconsin, and Susan Collins, Republican from Maine, they pawned it off as saying, oh, it was a drafting error. But it was no drafting error. It, in fact, is intended to open up the door to polygamous type of marriages. We don't have time to go into more detail on that, but they've even acknowledged the problem with this particular bill. Make your voice heard now. Go to lcaction.org and sign the petition and send your faxes and make your calls today regarding H.R. 8404, the Respect for Marriage Act. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org.